0: Welcome to the Sweet Sila Moments Podcast. Spring is on its way, and with it, the very special Easter season. We hope this Easter series will refresh you as you stop for a little moment and listen in. The Sweet Sila Moments Podcast is brought to you by Word Radio and Sweet Sila Ministries.
1: Welcome to episode 34, Backstories Matter. We are going to be looking at the last days of Jesus' life on earth during the next six weeks as we enter the wonderful Easter season of the Christian Church. It's got to be one of the most important of all our holidays, Sharon. Probably the most important.
0: Sharon, how do you celebrate Easter as a family? I love Easter. I really do. And partially because I think it is the highlight of the Christian calendar for the year. It's without the resurrection... Where would we be? yeah, exactly. So um, well, some of my favorite memories, sunrise service, I because mm. I'm a morning person, <laughs> I love especially getting out to the beach, yeah. and watching the sunrise and um, singing songs of worship and praise. I mm. love, love, love that. I also love the good Friday service in a in a different way. Mm. Um, fasting, praying, just remembering again the tremendous gift Mm. of Christ's sacrifice and blood. Literally poured out for us, yeah. And then you know some more seculary things. <laughs> I loved new dress every oh, Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> every, not every Sunday. Wouldn't that have been nice? Wow. <laughs> every Easter Sunday we'd have new dresses yeah. and new little hats and little white gloves. Oh, how cute! It was, oh, it was so fun. <laughs> um, and I think the most unique tradition, yeah. because my mother's British, is oh. we make homemade hot cross buns. Ooh. My British grandmother's recipe oh. from the late 1800s. So actually that's my great grandmother's recipe. Wow. And there's, they're the yeast kind. Yeah. Because you, know, you don't have the yeast for Passover, but then you've Christ. got the fullness of the rising of Jesus. I mean. It's just so cool. Um, so just the smell of hot crust buns rising, brings back such joy to me. And I still do it. Yeah. And so does my mother. And Mary, my daughter, has carried on oh, making that, that old recipe. Although, yeah. you know, Mary, it's got to be gourmet. <laughs> so she's, she's got <laughs> the orange cranberry variant Ooh. and the lemon almond variant, oh, fancy. because Mary can't just... Mary can't do a recipe the way it's done. She has to mess with it a little bit. That's awesome. So, but it, that was consistent in our house yeah. to have the hot crust buns. Um, and, I, and it was consistent for us to do the uh, sunrise service and the yeah. Good Friday. So all of that together chunked in to make us really stop and notice Mm, that this is a high and holy day yeah so that's so
1: cool well we just recently came across hot cross buns about two years ago you did yeah i'd seen them i never really investigated them so i was like we're getting hot cross buns so i bought them brought them home we opened them and the kids are like ew these are gross (laughs)
0: That's because like, no. they weren't my British grandpa. These are holy. Eat ones.
1: this, right? <laughs> we need your recipe. Does your that recipe have like bits of like fruit cakey?
0: No. Oh, okay.
1: No. The no. the like hard fruits. Anyway, they were not impressed. They didn't like uh-huh. it at all. Yeah. But I suffer them to make like, you have to try it though it's for this is very important. Good friday <laughs> so we did the hot cross buns even though i'm the only one that actually enjoys eating it <laughs> um and then this last uh last two or three years i found this cute little crafty thing because my girls love crafts Aww. and to engage them i have to find something you know hands-on um i send them outside they love going outside and they gather all these little supplies like some sticks and rocks oh. and moss and we make this little resurrection garden I just put it on a plate, like a paper plate or plastic plate, and we build like the little tomb scene. We'll take like a baby oh, food wow. jar and put moss over it, and we'll find like a little white cloth and put it in the tomb, and find a little rock to roll in front. Of. Like just so cute. But as we're doing it, we're we're you kind of thinking about it. We made little yeah. crosses out of sticks, and we stuck. We found uh-huh. a little lamb and talked about the Lamb of God, uh-huh. and. Um, it's just, it was, we kind of did it one time on a whim and it was a hot mess. It's just, you know, nothing beautiful or Pinteresty. but we put it in the center of our table for that week and it was just so beautiful to look I at I love it.
0: that. It what was a just like... object lesson. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Instead of my fancy, you know, Easter centerpiece, we had this cute little handmade, messy dirt resurrection <laughs> garden, but the kids loved it and they were part of it. And I, yes. for me yes. and our season of life, it's, um, you know, involving the kids in it too. So um, important. Right. Yeah, just that stopping. And then we the Jesus Storybook Bible is one of our favorites that we read with mm-hmm. the kids. And they, again, have a great quick little one-week printout where you read um, different stories. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, and it's yeah. simple. And one day you, you read it in the dark, like on Good Friday, and then one day you rip a cloth. So no prep, super simple. Just get them and yourself to stop
0: Familiar with the story again and prepare our hearts for Jesus's coming. I love that because I feel like there's lots of ways to prepare children for Christmas. Yeah, and there are less. It's hard. For to Easter find. And there's, there's not. Those good ideas. Yeah, there but really I love
1: are. Jesus Storybook Bible. If you just go to their website, you can print off their little read-through. Oh, I like but that. That's it. We keep it pretty simple, you know. But I just love those. Those are my two favorite. Oh, those we do. are
0: wonderful. <laughs> that's so fun, and I'm glad we're talking about it now because anybody listening has plenty of time to go find moss. Oh, yeah, yeah, go right? go dig around for some rocks. <laughs> (laughs) Keep it simple. (laughs) So cool. That's so cool. All right, then. Um, Well, we are going to try to backtrack today, Mm. because it's on Backstories Matter, to events that took place before Jesus' death and resurrection, but that had a huge bearing on it. Mm. Backstories matter, and they help us understand a story better. So before we read today's passage, let's just talk about backstories for a Mm. moment. What is a backstory? And have you ever revised your opinion about someone (laughs) after you learned their backstory? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I
1: think, first of all, I think a backstory is um, probably somebody's like a person's history so the experiences and things that happen to them that have made them into the person that we might know presently um and honestly there are very few people that haven't changed in my eyes since learning their backstories um especially people that maybe at upon first meeting that i find to be unkind um their backstories are always worth hearing in order to understand where they are now and to be able to see you know where they came from and to give them grace in that journey Yes, I need that because yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm hoping so. to give that to others. It's so much fun when you realize everybody has backstory <laughs> right. too. Right. And I, I love hearing people's stories. Yeah. Like, oh, tell yeah. me your marriage or tell me your story of this. Mm-hmm. I love people's stories. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, as, a, as believers, it becomes our testimony. It does. And it's cool to see how God has changed us
0: along the years. So they're mm-hmm. important. They are very important. Yeah. I remember one woman that came to our church and had only been coming a few times. I'd yeah. I met her through teaching the uh, Christianity Explained course. Oh. So she just started attending and she said to me one Sunday in the lobby, she said, I don't fit here. I don't fit here. Oh. I don't fit here. She said, everybody's so perfect. Oh my God. And gosh. I'm, look- <laughs> I'm looking around and I know the backstory. Right. <laughs> I know the mother who has a child that's out of control. And yeah. I know the woman who had an abortion and regretted it. Right. I know the stories of these people. And I, of course I didn't
1: right. tell what her. Right. What about your list, stories? Michael? This
0: one. <laughs> But I said, oh, 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 no, 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 no. Everyone here has a story. Everyone here is broken in Mm. some ways, and that's how we knew we needed a Savior. Absolutely. You super belong here oh yeah because this is a place for people that are broken and need mending yep so you know i think that should be our first go-to if we see someone we think is
1: perfect or has it all together that means that we need to get to know them because yes. we are dead
0: wrong we are dead wrong because and we don't not. actually know their story exactly so yep. and sometimes the ones that seem the most perfect and put up the veneer the most yeah. are the most fragile oh for sure and have the most pain right. to right yeah. right so we have we just we need to know the backstory yep we really do it's and crucial. today <laughs> we're going to do it it. So, all right. Today, our focus is going to be on Palm Sunday, Mm. but in (laughs) order to understand it fully, we will start reading a bit before that amazing event takes place, and we're going to read a little bit after it, too. (laughs) In the Gospel of John, there's a whole lot more to talk about than just palm branches waving, (laughs) (laughs) and I can't wait to dig deeper. So, France, this is our sweet seal a moment mm-hmm. where we stop to listen deeply to god's word and let it soak into our minds and hearts so listen with us as we read john 12 1-29 perfect john 12
1: 1-11 six days before the passover celebration began jesus arrived in bethany the home of lazarus the man he had raised from the dead a dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor Martha served, and Lazarus was among those who ate with him. Then Mary took a twelve-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance. But Judas Iscariot, the disciple who would soon betray him, said, That perfume is worth a year's wages. It should have been sold and the money given to the poor. Not that he cared for the poor. He was a thief, and since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole some for himself. Hmm. Jesus replied, Leave her alone. She did this in preparation for my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. When all the people heard of Jesus' arrival, they flocked to see him and also to see Lazarus, the man Jesus had raised from the dead. Then the leading priest decided to kill Lazarus too. Oh
0: my word. (laughs) Poor guy. (laughs)
1: <laughs> For it was because of him that many of the people had deserted them and believed in Jesus. Hmm.
0: Next section, John 12, 12 through 19. The next day, the news that Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem swept through the city. A large crowd of Passover visitors took palm branches and went down the road to meet him. They shouted, praise God, which, I mean, I'm so used to seeing Hosanna. I know. <laughs> Different translations. (laughs) Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Hail to the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and rode on it, fulfilling the prophecy that said, Don't be afraid, people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming, riding on a donkey's colt. Mm -hmm. His disciples didn't understand at the time that this was a fulfillment of prophecy. But after Jesus entered his glory, they remembered what had happened and realized that these things had been written down about him. Hmm. Many in the crowd had seen Jesus call Lazarus from the tomb, raising him from the dead, and they were telling others about it. That was the reason so many went out to meet him, because they had heard about this miraculous sign. Then the Pharisees said to each other, there's nothing we can do. Look, everyone has gone after him. Hmm.
1: The next section, um, verses 20 through 29. Jesus predicts his death. Some Greeks who had come to Jerusalem for the Passover celebration paid a visit to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee. They said, Sir, we want to meet Jesus. Philip told Andrew about it, and they went together to ask Jesus. Jesus replied, Now the time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. I tell you the truth. Unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Those who love their life in this world will lose it. Those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me, because my servants must be where I am. And the Father will honor anyone who serves me. Now my soul is deeply troubled. Should I pray, Father, save me from this hour? But this is the very reason I came father bring glory to your name. Then a voice spoke from heaven saying, I have already brought glory to my name and I will do so again. When the crowd heard the voice, some thought it was thunder while others declared an angel had spoken
0: to him. (laughs) Wow. You know, for years, Nicole, I totally missed the indisputable fact from reading all four Gospels that Jesus was well aware of his approaching death long before he was arrested. <laughs> How did I miss that? Well, the disciples missed it, so I missed it right. too. <laughs> it's easy to. It was, no, it was no shock to Jesus, when, he, not yeah. even when he got arrested because he already knew then, but, but long before mm. he knew that that was going to happen. In fact, we're going to go back a little bit more in John at the beginning of chapter 11, mm. and I'm going to start reading a little before verse 4. A man named Lazarus was sick, basically, Hmm. but when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, Hmm. it happened for the glory of God, so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. Hmm. So although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. Finally, he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. But his disciples objected, Rabbi, they said, only a few days ago, the people in Judea were trying to stone you. <laughs> are you going there again? Hmm. All right. So let's just look at this for a minute. Yeah. It's obvious from this passage that going back to Judea was going back into danger. Mm. Uh, the disciples were like, whoa, are you sure you want to do that? Right. This did not go well for you <laughs> last time. <It's> so good. <laughs> but yet, of course, Jesus did go. And the only reason he delayed wasn't that he was afraid of going back. Right. It was that he needed Lazarus to be dead. Right. Isn't that amazing? I love that. He wanted to show that he had power over death Mm. before he died and had the ultimate power over death. Wow. Isn't that stunning? That's amazing. Yeah. He just, he wanted to show it. So, Mm -hmm. um, so he wanted to show people that he could raise Lazarus from the dead. It wasn't enough to heal him from the brink of death. (laughs) No, Jesus raised him from the dead knowing full well what a sensation that would cause, how it would lead to crowds, and mm. how those crowds would lead to his arrest. Interesting. Yeah. Because from the very beginning, if you look at the book of Mark, particularly, Jesus was always saying at the beginning,
1: mm. don't
0: tell people, I just told right. you. Right, Because he knew that the swelling of a crowd in a time where um, the Romans were a little nervous about the fact that they were occupying a country yes. would <laughs> not go well with right. the authorities, Same either the Europe. Roman or the Jewish authorities. right. So. So there you go. But just an aside, I just want to ask you this. As we're talking about Lazarus dying. I know. Crazy story. Do you think he wanted to come back?
1: <laughs> Do you know, I've asked myself that every time I read that, I'm like, poor Lazarus. Like, He would have been like, wait, what? Oh, no. Why am I back? I know.
0: I know. And then they want to kill him again right away. I know. But they're like, just leave me dead. <laughs> Wondered that when he came out of the grave, yeah. you know, uh, did God prepare him and say this right. is temporary and like, don't get too um, sending excited? You right back, right? Uh, or is there like a in
1: between? I don't know. Was there like no, a holding? You know, fast? It makes you wonder like about. what happens? Because
0: yeah, I yeah. just
1: wish those are times when I wish the Bible gave more details. Like what did he say? Was he like,
0: oh boy, or did he talk about it? Did he, yeah, you know, yeah, or, did, God or, say, Keep or it did the second time he died? feel fine because he already oh, right. knew. I, I bet I think he was. I would have helped with that. Oh, it's I like, definitely think okay, so. Okay, so this time, please don't bring me back again. <laughs> right. Is this for real? Like for sure? I, I just Can want to I really dead. go? <laughs> so oh, fun to think about yeah. and where he was and how God helped him understand that he had to come back. Yeah. I, I would think that, you know, leaving the weight of a, a, an earthly body mm. would feel so good oh, and coming yeah. back into it again. Would be harder. Would be harder than before. Yeah, Yeah, because you knew
1: what was there. Right. Well, it's me too. When he, I knew that Jesus waited for Lazarus to die to show, like Mary and Martha and the people there, that He had power over death too They've, they'd seen him heal they'd never seen him yeah. raise a man yeah. but I never thought of it as a precursor to his death like okay you've seen me heal do this do that but now I can raise people from the dead so almost like comfort them and prepare them like I'm gonna come back from the dead that's right because he kept saying it but
0: no one really caught, nobody on. caught it. No. nobody caught it but he knew that's really cool and he was thinking about it right from the start yeah yeah yeah, it's so fascinating. Mm. Well, all right, let's go to the main passage. We kind of <laughs> diverged there a little bit because I couldn't resist. <laughs> um, Nicole, you read the passage in John 12 where Jesus and the disciples were hanging out with Lazarus and, sit- and sisters at that dinner, yes, kind of um, <clears throat> celebrating, I guess. Yeah. Can you summarize that section for us then and remind us what happened there? And then why was this particular backstory important to Palm Sunday?
1: Yeah, so it's kind of neat because they're all sitting and eating and... It's, I love that it said Lazarus was there and he ate with them. It just showed that he was like, he's alive and back totally to Totally <laughs> alive.
0: He was not a ghost. <laughs> yeah, he yes. was just like, all right, back yep, to normal yep.
1: life. But it was really interesting to me at the beginning of all of that um, is that a Mary anointed Jesus. I wonder if she was paying attention and she caught on that he was going to die soon. I wondered that too. Because that's a pretty yes. significant thing to do to somebody.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: I just, I know we get the benefit of looking back through history and seeing all the different gospels together and we can see fairly clearly, his plan laid out from the beginning. And sometimes we're baffled that the disciples they didn't catch on. <laughs> <laughs> but we have prophecy fulfillment explained as we read it now. So it'll say like, he rode the donkey, prophecy fulfilled. So we have that to yes. help us, which is yes. super helpful. And they did not. You're they right. did not, yeah. So, I think that makes it easier for, easier for us too. Um, so from then on, it's just amazing to see all the fulfillment of prophecy. Everything happened just as it should. Yeah. Even if we cringe a little, watching it all unfold, leading him closer and closer to his death. Yeah. You know, that's always tough. But everything worked out according to the plan. Even Lazarus' death and Jesus bringing him back from the dead. You had mentioned there wouldn't have been so many people there to welcome Jesus into Jerusalem or even such fanfare if news of a dead man raised to life hadn't spread. (laughs) It's just so amazing to see how it all came together. Every little side story, every little detail, all weaving together to intricately form the big rescue plan for all of us all leading and pointing to his sacrificial death and glorious
0: resurrection. Fascinating. Yes. yes. Yeah. All those Including little Including that anointing yeah. for his burial before time. Right. Yes. And he was thinking about his death then because he said, leave her alone. Right. She, she's actually preparing me for my burial. Yeah. you know, I think, Nicole, when, when he heard that Lazarus was sick, mm-hmm. I think they, there was a turning mentally in him. All right, here we go.
1: You know, wait. God's told him to
0: wait two days. So he waits even though he loves them. Right. And then he turns his face really toward the cross. Right. At that point. Yeah. And so, you know, he's thinking about it. Of course he's thinking about it all the time. It's the greatest sacrifice of all time. Right. And it cost him. So mm. fascinating. Yeah. It makes perfect sense to me that he'd be focused on the burial at mm-hmm. that point because he's focused on the whole thing. He knew his days were numbered. Right. And we know from the Garden of Gethsemane that it was something that in some measure he dreaded.
1: Yeah. It
0: wasn't like he... Part of him was eager. Hebrews says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. So right. he had the the joy of what was going to come after mm. But he still had the get-through-the-worst-part-of-all right. ahead of him. So. Mm. so, okay, then we have the triumphal entry with palm branches <laughs> and praises ringing out, and he's called the king, mm. which is a dangerous thing to call someone <laughs> in the age where there is no king but Caesar. Yeah. So this is a big deal, and there are throngs of people coming out. Mm. They're telling each other, this guy raised Lazarus from the dead. I was there. I was helping Mary and Martha mourn. Right. And all of a sudden, Jesus shows up. They open up the tomb, and he's walking out with his grave clothes on. That's so crazy. Would you not tell that story if you had seen it? Oh, I'd be spreading that one. Oh, <laughs> oh you'd be spreading <laughs> that word. And everybody's like, what? No. Yeah. Yes, I was there. So it's a big deal. They're all oh, yeah. running, 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 running to wave at him as he yeah, walk, walks into coming. Jerusalem. Yeah. But then he doesn't hmm. walk. He chooses a donkey. So Zechariah 9.9 says this. Rejoice, O people of Zion. Shout in triumph, O people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, yet he is humble, hmm. riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. What an That's interesting an juxtaposition. Yeah. He's king, hmm. but he's not coming on a war horse. Hmm. He's not coming with sword drawn hmm. and a you know an army behind him. He's not Kind of king yet. Yes. He will be someday. Yep. <laughs> He's coming in humility mm. to serve us by saving us. Wow. And the donkey was important for Jesus to underline to people that had ears to hear and eyes to see. Right. He's coming in humility. He's not coming with that fierce wrath that we're going to see described in Revelation where it's like, that's it. Evil's over. It's done. And I've come to make things right. That's happening. But this one (laughs) is the sacrificial coming. So unbelievable. So here he comes, the one who's about to become the perfect sacrifice for the sins of the world. Hmm. Wow.
1: That is a beautiful picture.
0: Isn't it? Just something else. I am also fascinated, Nicole, by what Jesus said right after he gets to Jerusalem after all the shouts and the fanfare and, and the adoration. Mm. So when we get to John 12, 20 through 29, we read words again that are so powerful. He was focused even then on the end game. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all like, oh, I want to see him. In fact, you're going to read this in a second, but um, these Greeks are coming saying, oh, can we meet him? Can we meet him? Right. Like, whoa, this is so exciting. Do you know him? You know? <laughs> But he wasn't focused on people going, "'Wow, it's Jesus.'" Right. He never cared what men thought. Mm. He always was about what God thought. And he knew that the very same people who were like, "'Wow, it's Jesus,' were going to be shouting, "'Crucify Him.'" Mm. Later on the same week. Yeah. So um, read, read those verses one more time okay. so that we can talk about them.
1: Starting in verse 20. Some Greeks who had come to Jerusalem for the Passover celebration paid a visit to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee. They said, "'Sir, we want to meet Jesus.'" Philip told Andrew about it, and they went together to ask Jesus. Jesus replied, Now the time has come for the Son of Man to enter His glory. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Those who love their life in this world will lose it. Those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me, because my servants must be where I am, and the Father will honor anyone who serves me. Now my soul is deeply troubled. Should I pray, Father, save me from this hour? But this is the very reason I came. Father, bring glory to your name. Then a voice spoke from heaven, saying, I have already brought glory to my name, and I will do so again. When the crowd heard the voice, some thought it was thunder, while others declared an angel
0: had spoken to him. (laughs)
1: What a passage.
0: I know. And what a bizarre answer to the Greeks that are like, hi, we wanted to meet you. Unless a kernel of wheat dies, you know? Right. It's kind (laughs) of like, oh. (laughs) Really? I think he was trying to disabuse them really quickly of the notion that he he was was a military king. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So my favorite verse is actually verse 24. Mm. Gee, where is it? I'm reading the wrong one now. Hold on. (laughs) I tell you the truth. Here it is. Unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. Mm. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. And Mm. I'm just picturing, you know, my hand with one little seed in it. Mm. You look at it and you're like, how can that ever be anything else? It's too tiny to be this big um, stalk of wheat with lots of little seeds in it. Mm. You know, it's too tiny to Feed any, How does right. that feed people? It doesn't
1: do anything. It, right? doesn't, it do doesn't do anything. Doesn't <laughs> anything. It's just <laughs>
0: this hard little tiny thing. Yeah. And, and, and that principle is so good for us to understand what one little thing can do. Mm. And what happens to the seed? It's buried deep in soil. It's in guck and dark and muck. Yeah. And then somehow it, it blossoms into what it was supposed to be. Mm. And in the same way, Jesus walking on earth was awesome. But, but the harvest of eternal life only came mm. when he died, right. when he was deep in the soil. And, and then from that one eternal life, Jesus, came all of ours. Wow. That huge, huge harvest. So, of course, that's where his mind was at. Right. And of course, that's what he said. And even the fact that it was a weird thing to say would help them remember it. Right? That's true. It would definitely stand out in their minds. As, oh, oh, my goodness. It's like, <laughs> Hi, we came to say you're cool. And you're talking about hey, you see seeds and right. death. Right. Weird. But it's they would good. remember. Well, they, they would remember it. They did. It they was written it down. <laughs> down. Right. Oh, wow. So, it's just so cool. It how is about, super cool. How about mm-hmm. you? What verse stands out to you?
1: Um, verse 27 is, is so beautiful to see both sides of Jesus in one verse. Um, you can see his humanity as he knew it was going to happen, and he was probably really dreading it. <laughs> it was yes. a pretty awful way to die. But you can see like right after that, you can see him, the God side of him surrendering. Even though he could easily have escaped his fate, he had submitted in obedience to a painful death in order to bring glory to
0: his father. Yeah. Yeah. It's Sir both cool. there. Yeah. It's like I I don't want to do this, but but this is the reason I came. Right. It's to do everything this very in that thing. one verse. His it?
1: says humanity, his
0: Godness, yeah. and then his submission yeah. to God for glory. Yeah. And then he submiss- su- submissed. Submissed. <laughs>
1: That's the past tense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, submitted. Yes. And um, beautiful, beautiful to see yeah. how he set his face toward Jerusalem and mm. just kept going. Yeah.
1: One step at going. a time. One yeah. thing at a time. So,
0: so when Jesus waited, to summarize, <laughs> and then went to Lazarus, an entire chain of events occurred. What we do affects our tomorrows, doesn't it? Mm. Just like it did him. Our backstories matter too. If I get up in the morning and determine, for example, to be my own boss for the day, (laughs) refusing to ask God for his help, I will often say things that have consequences (laughs) negatively or end up in tears because I messed up so badly. But if I start the day dying to self and yoking myself to Jesus, then my quiet little backstory of that simple surrender starts such a better path Mm. toward a better and more satisfying day of accomplishing God's will.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, so, so cool. Um, I remember when I was um, probably your age, I was listening to a Stephen Annie Chapman song and the chorus says this, it would mean so much to me if you're the only one they see. And I actually hated it. I'm like, Wait a second. I kind of want them to see me a, some, a little bit, <laughs> some. I said, I don't, "I don't, like this, Lord." You know, I had the worst three days of my life after that. I cannot oh, even tell funny. you, Nicole. It was yeah. like God, God removed Himself from mm. giving me the spirit nest. Yeah, I was awful. Oh no, everybody! I'm not kidding. And I'm like, oh, this is what I'm really like. not that attractive. <laughs> Okay, come back, please come back. I want him to be the legacy, not me. You know, you can forget. We forget him and not us sometimes. When when any love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and (laughs) self-control. It's because of Him. It's all from Him. It's all from Him. Yep,
1: in those days when we live out in our flesh, we very quickly remember how miserable we are without Him. Yes, we do. Yep.
0: Yes, we do. And He just sort of removed Himself and said, Go ahead. Yeah. See what you think. Do you really want them to remember you? Oh, no. Because oh. never mind. Come I'm not on. that attractive <laughs> without you. So, yeah. oh boy. Well, I need to pray and close this out. But man, I just, I just love our Savior, mm-hmm. who was willing to turn His face towards something super hard oh, yeah. and like a seed, plant itself in that earth for our sakes. For so. mm-hmm. Oh, Father, as we continue to draw closer and closer to Easter, mm-hmm. make the words of these scriptures come to life for us. Help us to see uh, Jesus' progress toward the cross. Help us to see uh, the sacrifice. Help us to see the crowds. Help us to... Remember well what you did for us on that day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow, I may never
1: attend a Palm Sunday service quite the same way again. (laughs) It's sobering and wonderful to think of how Jesus chose to die for us, knowing full well the cost. I am so glad we are taking time to dig deep into this most important story, and I hope you have learned and gleaned new lessons along the way as well, friends. Come back next week for episode 35. We've called it Choosing the Hard. We'll explore John 13 a bit then. Until then, please consider leaving a review for us and donating to our ministry. So far, we have kept these podcasts free of advertisements, and we hope we can continue to do so. But we do rely on your support, so go to sweetseela.org/donations and help us continue this ministry. Thank you, friends. May God bless you and guide you this week.
0: We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. Sweet Seela Moments is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Seela Ministries. More information about this podcast, including show notes, can be found at sweetseela.org and at wordradio.net. Thank you for joining us.